Have you ever said to yourself, well, I know what to do. I don't know why I'm not doing it. You are at the right podcast. Stay tuned. We're going to deep dive into why this is. I'm Christy Code Red, and you're listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle, where we believe food holds the power to heal or poison, and we believe our society has been misled regarding proper nutrition and weight loss. You're in the right place if you're looking for some straight up truth, because I'm here to shed light on the lies and brainwashing that has taken place over the past five decades. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome back to another episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. I'm your host, Christy Code Red, author, entrepreneur, retired professional boxer, and I am here once again with the, the I was going to say the Andrea Dell, which would be fitting, but I was going to say the, the great, the wonderful, the powerful Andrea Dell. Andrea has been with Code Red for years on our team. She's a Code Red certified coach. She's the director of coaching. She's on staff with us. She does so many things, wears so many hats, and then has a separate company on her own. Andrea, thank you for being here. Would you please introduce yourself and, and tell a little bit about what you do? Thank you so much, Christy. I'm so grateful to be back. My name is Andrea Dell. I lost 28 pounds on the Code Red Lifestyle. I've kept it off for over six years. I'm also a full-time entrepreneur, freelance copywriter, and that's what I do for Christy. And of course, I'm a Code Red certified coach. And I also have training in NLP, hypnosis, and timeline therapy, which is loosely tied to what we're going to talk about today. Mm, good. Then you are the right woman for the job. Let me start off, and then I'm going to give you the floor to, to take off here. Let me start off with a story which is not going to be as interesting as Andrea's stuff that she's got. I, I guys, guys, I go to Andrea when I, I go to Andrea to, for my passwords. I don't, I don't, I don't remember anything. I go to Andrea for everything. And I, um, and I have, uh, she's always got such great things, but I always go to Andrea when I need her to explain something. I need, could you please explain this in English for me? You know, it's like, uh, she just has a great way of putting things. And I, that's why I'm so excited about this topic, uh, uh, learning it versus living it because years ago, back in 2016, when I first met Natasha and she first started revamping code red, restructuring code red, that's how I went from food stamps to 1 million in revenue in less than a year and then hit 10 million three years later. Um, we would do when, when Natasha lived in Boise, we would do these women business lunches and Natasha would rent out some sort of location. And there would be, gosh, it felt like back in the day there were, God, that was eight years ago. You guys, it felt like back in the day, there were so many women and so many female entrepreneurs that were, um, desperate to find connection. And so of course, you know, I, I, people knew who I was with code red and stuff like that. And so I was sitting across the table from a, a lady and I still remember her name. I will not say it because I know we're all very tightly connected in this community. Um, and she was sitting across from me and, and, and I could tell she had put on some weight and she had said, um, and I, I, I would never, never, never bring that up with somebody. And she goes, but she brought it up, you know, cause she was feeling awkward sitting across the table from me. And, uh, she started talking about her and she was fumbling around talking about her weight problem and doing this. And she goes, and I said, well, um, I think I made, I said, well, did you ever, did you ever think about doing like a, um, a custom program for me? Maybe I can help you. Or maybe I made some sort of suggestion like that. And she goes, look, look, look. I know what to do. 
I know what to do. Well, even like, look, I looked her up on Facebook before this and she's even bigger than she's ever been. So knowing what to do doesn't necessarily always do the trick. Andrea, learning it versus living it, big difference, isn't it? It sure is, Christy. And it's funny you mentioned Natasha because at her Unstoppable Influence Summit four, maybe five years ago now, there was a speaker who talked about this who helped the penny drop been for me. She was talking about how just because you learn something doesn't mean you can live it. And it, it was very just fascinating how we're we're so conditioned societally to think that learning is enough to be able to live it. We we go to school, we learn information, and then we take tests. So the the point of the test is to learn the memorize the information. So learn it enough to pass the test. And then once you pass the test in this structure, then there's really no reason to retain the information in a lot of cases. Mm -hmm. So we get conditioned from a very young age to think, I just need to learn this information and all my problems will be solved. And then we, we end up in these situations in life over and over and over again where I know what to do, but I'm not doing it. Not only that, I feel like I can't do it. That is a sure sign that you may have learned it, but if you're struggling to live it, there's there's more going on. Just learning the information is not enough to create transformation. And on our 10-pound takedown, we have these oh, roughly every other month or so, you know, people they they are so excited during the 10 pound takedown during that 30 days you know they're learning so much they're feeling so good they're they're unlearning the the stuff that they were brainwashed to believe that is simply not true and they think they got it at the end of 30 days but would you agree that 30 days is just not not long enough to really solidify that those in undo the years of damage and brainwashing yes in the majority of cases the the 10 pound takedown is very transformative transformative. It creates a lot of mindset shifts and perspective shifts that really can catapult someone into beginning their transformation and, and permanently beginning to change some wiring in their brain. However, what usually happens is that the old wiring is still there and the, the, the 30 days of transformation is not enough to take the place of the old wiring. So when I first got to maintenance, I talked about fat Andrea and how she was still in my head. And what that meant was simply that the version of me, the wiring, the habits, the beliefs that got fat in the first place, that part of my brain was still active. And just because a number on the scale showed my goal weight doesn't mean that that part of me was suddenly gone. I'd come a long way in and stepping into the version of myself who could version of myself who could keep the weight off. But that Andrea was not magically gone. And that the 10 pound takedown example is really a perfect example of thinking that I'll just learn some stuff for a while, maybe have some perspective shifts, and then all my problems will be solved. For a few outliers, a situation like that can be enough to do it. For the majority of people, it's just the first step. And if you don't keep walking that path, your old wiring is going to pull you right back to where you were. Joyce Meyer talks about reading the Bible versus studying the Bible. And she's a, she's huge on don't just read your Bible so you can get your little check mark 
in the little box, you know, or get your check mark in heaven. Like you're impressing God and like, you know, Oh, I got my, I read my whole Bible in a year. Did you even retain any information? She said, I would rather have somebody read one line, really study it, really learn it, really get the, get it down deep in their spirits and, uh, and know it for the rest of their life, then read five chapters and not retain any of it. So take us, take us through this whole, break this down for us. What, are, what do we, what is the problem? Why are we not living? What, what's the, what's the disconnect here? So a lot of the disconnect, it starts with the idea itself that if you just learn the information you've got this no learning the information is just the first step the next step is to actually repeatedly re repeatedly expose yourself to it so that it integrates into your brain christy i don't know if you've ever watched an episode of the great british baking show and uh remembered every single word they said wow. everything they did every sound they made every little thing gone back and probably not right you go back and watch that same episode again i would guess that you have noticed things that you missed the first time you watched it everybody is like that with the exception of the people who have that memory disorder i forget what it is where they remember every little thing that happened to them the rest of us we don't operate like that the human brain is we've got untold amounts of information coming at us in the form of what's called a bite every second of every day our brains our conscious mind is not capable of processing all that information so what our brain does is delete distort and generalize the information through our personal filter our experiences our blueprint and lets through what it decides at that time at that point in time is most relevant for us to be aware of everything else gets deleted so we don't even realize that we heard it or saw it it gets distorted so that's how two people can have the same experience and have completely different perspectives their brains are distorting it through their own filter or we generalize it we say things like everybody hates me well i doubt the the hundreds of thousands of babies that were born in the last five minutes hate you so <laughs> So it's not literally everybody but hates you, but that's the kind of thing our brains do. And they have to in order for us to function. If they didn't delete, distort, and generalize, we'd our heads would explode and we'd just be all raving lunatics. So there's a, a, a reason that it happens, but without understanding that this is how it works, we think that one exposure to one thing is enough for us to master it. And we also think that learning it is is enough to master it too. That would be like me going and reading every book and watching every video on the planet, which I probably couldn't do in one lifetime, on how to play the guitar. And then thinking that that meant I actually could pick up a guitar and play it. No, it could not. I might know where to put my fingers on the fretboard. I might have some idea of how hard I needed to push down. I might know which strings to pluck as I push down on different strings, but... The, the physical muscle memory, the nervous system wiring that needs to change in order for me to actually be able to do it, to live, to be a guitar player, that can only come through repetition of the experience. So really, if you, if, go ahead, Christy. I, I love, I love what you're saying. Um, and I, you did karate, you have done karate for years. I know that I think you've taken a bit of a break from that since moving to Boise, you you never quite got connected with another karate studio, but you've done it for years. And I know that I spent almost eight years as a professional fighter. So this is so true when it comes to karate, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, 
you can you can uh, go and watch people in the dojo. You can watch videos on how to do katas, punches, kicks, blocks, how to throw people, uh, so on and so forth. But until you actually get in there and practice the fighting and the katas and everything else, you don't really know how to do it. You know what to do, maybe, but you don't know how to do it. And I'm sure, 100% sure it's the same with boxing. Yeah, 100%. Now, this podcast idea was born from me doing a Q&A like I do in the 10-pound takedown. I do one on day 15. I do one on day 30. And I'm always in there coaching, as you are too. And we during a 10-pound takedown Q&A, someone had said, so um, is is – or on one of our Q and A's, I don't know which one it was. Um, somebody has said, so the 10 pound takedown starting soon. Is this the same one? They always are. Is this the same, the same 10 pound takedown? It's the same videos, the same everything. I said, wait a minute. Our core foundational beliefs will never change. We believe what we believe about real food, water, and sleep. We believe what we believe about no shakes, pills, diet foods, or exercise needed to address your weight problem. And we're always going to teach those beliefs and then you popped on and you said, nobody gets it on the first go round. Nobody just, people just don't, I shouldn't say nobody. I just did what you said. Don't do, yeah. <laughs> but you, people just don't generally do one 30 day, 10 pound takedown. And all of a sudden they've got it mastered. And that's how this, and then that's when you said, there's a real big difference between learning it and actually living it. Yes. And we hear that every takedown, somebody asks, is it the same information? So when we consume the information one time, still have to work hard to get the results, struggling, struggling to transform, we think, well, new information must be the answer. Mm. It must be the new information. And I have to, again, give a shout out to that speaker at Natasha's Summit who pointed all this out for me because I, I was doing the same thing for most of my life. It's, it's just kind of the conditioning we we don't use the information we have we get impatient we get bored things like that and we decide well new information is the answer here and so we set aside the information we already have we go and get new information and sure you get the dopamine rush and the belief that this is the answer and then you end up in the exact same situation why do i know what to do but i'm not doing it because you are approaching it thinking that learning it is enough to live it and it is not it is only the first step and it's an important one christy if you don't know what the heck you don't know then how are you supposed to change anything it, it's outside your awareness you just don't stop with the learning at the learning stage you have to actually implement repeatedly so that your brain and your nervous system begin to rewire there's there's a lot of old wiring and a lot of old identity in the, in the results that you have now in your life are a result of your current identity. If you want new results, your identity has to shift. And learning is just the first step of that. You can't learn your way to six-pack abs, which is an inside joke between me and Christy. You can't learn your way to being a professional boxer. You can't learn your way to losing 150 pounds. You have to also do the work over and over and over and stick with it even after you get the result so that it becomes who you believe you are. When it's who you believe you are, it's what you will do. And so learning can only get you so far. There are two things that I hear people say a lot that I just, I always get irritated. And one of them is like, it's just one decision. 
It's just one decision. No, it's not just one decision. Just one decision to pull up the website, 10poundtakedown.com, and then another decision to type in your credit card for the challenge uh, entry fee. And then another decision to get up and make sure you set your alarm for 8 a.m. every morning where I go live and teach you something. And then it's another decision to get on the scale. It's another decision to write it down. It's another decision to choose meat, vegetables, nuts, eggs, seeds, seafoods, and fat. It's not just one decision. It's the first decision. And that always irritates me. And people, it's just one decision. The other thing people say all the time is, well, uh, it's all mindset. It's just all in your head. No, it's not all in your head. It is a lot of it's mental, but you still have to have a plan. You've got to learn the information. You've got to know why we believe what we believe. You've got to make sure that you, you have bought the groceries and you have cleaned out your cupboard from the Costco peanut M&Ms and that you don't have access to that stuff. It's not all just mental. There are some physical things you need to do. And, and so what do you, do you agree with me that those two statements are ir irritating? I do. I think that the one decision one is misleading. Mm. I've always thought of it as one decision at a time. Not that you you said it misleading, but but just take taking it in a vacuum. It's one decision, and then your life is perfect. That is thinking that 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 is a a symptom of thinking learning it is enough. One decision at a time is how I think that, and and that helps. That can help you stay out of overwhelm. It can help you take the action. You just just focus on the next next step, like Anna in Frozen Two. Just do the next right thing. One decision at a time. That is how I personally approach that because just one decision only ever in your entire life, it can change a lot, but there's going to be additional decisions that come your way as a result of the one decision. Hmm. And then the second thing you said, Christy, and I, I'm sorry, I forgot it because I got I know, all fired I just up forgot about it the too. one decision. Uh, and the second decision, it's all, it's all mental. It's all mindset. What do you think about that? It's all mental. No, it's not. If it were all mindset, then learning would be enough. It is not all mindset. You need to act on the information that you learn. Physically do something or sometimes not doing something. Sometimes the action you take is to shut your pie hole or not do something. But either way, there's something in the physical realm, so to speak, that your your physical existence that you will need to do probably over and over. So the the mindset stuff is important for sure. It's It's huge, but it's it's just as wrong to say that um, your mindset doesn't matter as it is to say that it's all that matters. I like that. So in our VIP program, coderedlifestyle.com forward slash VIP, you are a VIP coach. Uh, coach Carrie Martin is a VIP coach. Coach Lisa Parkman is a VIP coach. Those are the three VIP coaches we have right now. I used to be a VIP coach. I don't do that anymore. Now, part of the VIP coaching that people get for $3.97 a month, it's loaded with so many things that they get one to three daily messages in real time from their coach directly to their phone. And what I noticed when I was doing VIP coaching is I noticed that I was saying a lot of the same things every day. Hey, good morning, guys. 7 a.m. Mountain time. Good morning. Let's go. It's Tuesday, January 20th. Okay. Get up, walk to the bathroom, go potty, get on that scale and write down your weight. Then you're going to turn and grab that bottle of water. And I, I always kind of got irritated. I mean, I, I would say something different after that, but I'd always start off kind of all the messages with kind of the same thing. And then I, re I heard someone say, people don't need to be taught. They need to be reminded. So do you think this kind of goes along with what uh, we're talking about is just doing the, doing the grind and saying the same thing over and over to get it through their heads? 
Yes, I do. It's It comes back to the new information versus using the information you already know. People get irritated when they sometimes when they hear information they already know, but then they turn around and are not using the information. They're not effortlessly living what they've learned. And until you are effortlessly living what you have learned, you need to hear it again and again and again and again until it becomes such a part of you that you effortlessly do it. There are things that I do that I don't have to effort at, Christy. I'm sure you can think of some that you do. I'm trying to think of an example here. Uh, just driving? like yeah driving that's a great example you know how to drive you even can zone out if it's someplace you've driven over and over and go i'm at my destination and i don't remember the drive i hope i didn't kill somebody that is effortless there's the effort to get in the car but but you step in the car you've done it so many times you get in there you just put your seatbelt on you're thinking about 50 other things and your body's just automatically doing it there's not really this oh, this is so hard thing going on. You just do it. That is an indication that you are living it. If you are not having that automatic doing it experience, then the new information is not the answer, most likely. um, Continuing to work with the information you have is most likely the answer. The repetition. Our brains are wired to learn from repetition, repetition, repetition. I know it's boring, but the brain and the body both actually benefit from repetition. Nobody goes to the gym. Nobody goes to the gym and gets ripped from doing one barbell back squat. That'd be nice, but it doesn't happen. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Yeah, you got to earn it. Um, so, is this a so when you when you mentioned a, a couple of paragraphs back about how people love new information, they love the next greatest thing. Is that kind of this ozempic, this semaglutide, uh, this Wegovy, the the weight loss shots that is big right now in in the winter of 2024? Um, is that kind of what is is that what's going on? Is people are just trying the next the next greatest thing? Do you think, or do you think that that's just uh, it's in a different category? Little of both. We do like new things, new things, they're variety, they're exciting. But I also do, so I think that's part of it. Ooh, the next new thing. At the same time, yes, I do think this is a an example of this pattern that we've been talking about where someone thinks the next new thing is the answer to their problems. I would bet you that a large percentage of the people who are getting these shots have successfully lost weight before gained a lot of it back, maybe not all, but a lot of it, or have in a past experience and are hoping that this shot will be the latest quick fix. So they know what to do. They're not doing it. So instead of doing what they already know probably worked for them at some point, they're going to go and get this new thing and hope that that does the trick. Hmm. It's highly unlikely to do the trick. The only thing that really does the trick is the boring thing that none of us want to do, unfortunately, which is to take the information you already have that you already know works and do it over and over again until it becomes who you are. Use it over and over again until it becomes who you are. When it becomes who you believe you are, that's when the effort starts to go away. Until you close that gap between behavior change and identity, it's mm. it's going to be a grind. And unfortunately... For better or worse, and 
the the behavior change is a big part of how it's not the only part, but it's a, a large part of how you can close that gap. It really is. I wish there was a way around it, but the saying it is, is, what it is the magic lies in the work you don't want to do. So take us back to you've been in maintenance and you've kept your weight off for years, years and years and years. Now, um, how long? And maybe you still do. I don't think you do. But how long did you struggle seeing yourself as this 30 pounds lighter and and someone who bodybuilds now? You've been bodybuilding and you've been you've been an athlete. You've always been an athlete, but you've been a pretty serious athlete for the last year and a half and working with a, a, a bodybuilding coach and working with, a, you know, doing bodybuilding macros and, and reporting into a bodybuilding coach and doing progress photos. And like you've been living that lifestyle for a long time. Do you now see yourself as that person? Because I see you as that person or has it been slow to catch up? That's an interesting question. So I have never been an athlete, Christy. I'm flattered that you, oh, <laughs> you were... being an athlete is not my gift. But then again, it's a, how do you define an athlete? Yeah. Maybe you have a different definition than I do, Christy. If an athlete is someone who consistently exercises, then yeah, I've been doing that pretty much my whole adult life. For me, I guess an athlete is someone who loves exercise and is good at it, which is you. That is not me. I'm not good at exercise. But I you're, back to your whole question. So th this conversation is kind of telling with regard to my identity around being an athlete. I don't know what milestones I would have to hit to walk around believing that I'm an athlete. And that's kind of the point. In terms of how long it took to start seeing myself as what I'll call maintenance, Andrea, it's still in progress, actually. I would say the biggest change came in the first year. I remember when I first got to goal weight, I would look at my fat clothes and think they fit. I would look at the clothes that I can wear now and think they physically look like they would fit a toddler, not a grown five foot seven, 37 year old woman. I really thought they looked like they would fit my little niece or nephew at that time. But I tried them on and they fit. So that evidence started to help. And then in February of 2019, I tried on some, I, I could look at this swag. There was a size small and an extra small. It was men's sizes. I knew that the extra small would fit me just by looking. So my brain was starting to catch up, but it was a process and it is still a process. The, the wiring that creates the identity that's getting us the result that we don't want, it takes years and years and years of buildup to anchor in there. And it's going to take some time to change it into a new identity. So for me, I've come a long way. There are floors that I won't fall beneath in my weight loss and fitness journey. So my identity has definitely shifted. And it is still shifting as our my objection to you calling me an athlete a little bit ago just shows it really is interesting how how deep the identity piece can take how long it can take but it does happen i continue to do the things that the version of me who keeps the weight off and is fit would do my identity continues to evolve more and more into that it's funny because I'm the opposite. I've been a bodybuilding for 25 years and I've just gone through spurts of taking breaks. And I went through an eight month, eight month transformation that we filmed for a documentary that's supposed to be coming out in the first quarter of 24. Who knows when you're going to listen to this guys. Uh, it hasn't come out yet. So whenever you listen to this podcast, just look it up on social, on streaming platforms. But, um, it's funny. Cause when I, when I went through, um, some life, devastating life 
situations when I got done competing and I ended up gaining back a bunch of the weight that I lost. And it's funny because because Jesus, I'm going to say this, Lord, forgive me. My fat ass still sees myself as the, as the bodybuilder, even though, you know, and I have, I have let a lot of those the practices go, but I, st I don't see myself I'm like, yeah, I'm still a bodybuilder. I'm still, I'm like, Christy, you ain't been doing the work. How do you still call yourself a bodybuilder? And so, uh, like there's my, in fact, there's a big bodybuilding show coming up that I'll, my, my bodybuilding friends are like, Christy, we hope we see you there. And it was a, the one time that I actually hesitated and it's like, why would I go to that? I'm not, I'm not a competitive bodybuilder anymore, but it's just funny because they still see me as one. And yet, I don't know your mind just kind of, but I still see me as one, even though I've put back on some of the weight. And so it's funny. Cause I, I, I think I'm delusional. I'm seeing like, I'm fine. I'm like, you ain't fit into any of your clothes, Christy. You ain't fine. You know? <laughs> so, and I, I know, I know yeah. sometimes, but we definitely lose the weight off of our, uh, our bodies quicker than we lose it off our minds. And that's why we have the emote, the, um, digital course, um, loving the new you. And I know that Lori Stobart, uh, you guys heard that last week uh, on last week's podcast when she talked about from 350 to 150 and she talked about losing it off her mind is taking much longer than losing it off her body. Any thoughts on that? That is completely, completely normal, completely normal. And your, your personal uh, experience of, I am a bodybuilder with Am I doing what a bodybuilder does? Also a part of it. The identity piece is surprisingly complicated. And it's why so many people struggle with this. It really is. It's it's not a one and done thing. It's not something you can just learn and magically be able to do. It takes ongoing, consistent effort to get there. So for Lori and people in that situation who've had a big transformation, their brain hasn't caught up, the thing to do is to keep doing what got you the result in the first mm -hmm. place, some version of it, instead of falling to the trap of the, the I'm finished mindset where I'm done, I've got this outcome so I can drop everything I was doing that got me the outcome. We see this in marriages, right? I put my best foot forward to get a husband or a wife, and then I let myself go, or I get the weight off, and then I go back to what I was doing that got me fat and sick in the first place, or I get the get the body that I want in the gym, and then I stop lifting weights. If you stop doing the thing that got you the result, odds are you're going to lose the result. It just doesn't, and, and this is so infuriating for me seeing my own behavior and then seeing it all over the place now and it's so deceptive christy there's this there's so much out there about i don't know if it's the fairy tales or what the heck it is but we get to this outcome and we think and i'm a very outcome driven person and this is so this is extremely challenging for me we get to the outcome and we think all my problems will be over well probably not until the day you die it's you're not at the end of the book you're at the end of the chapter you're about to start a new chapter is really what it is I like that. So I'm going to put you on the spot for a second. I'm sorry. I didn't tell you this before the podcast started. So you could be thinking about it. But let's, it, see how it you do. let's see how you do. Yeah. Look at you. All right. I like it. <laughs> Besides weight loss in your experience, working with NLP and working with different people um, in business and different conferences you've been to and all the different experiences you've had in, in copywriting, everything, drawing from all of it. What other areas of life have you seen people struggle with learning it versus living it? Pretty much everything. I don't see there I go generalizing. I don't know that I'll be able to remember everything I've seen, but money management. Wow. 
So if you are broke right now, as you're listening to this, then you probably have a piece of your identity that believes I am, I am poor. I am broke. I can't manage money. And that is showing up in your behavior. What we believe about ourselves determines a lot of our actions. So if you believe, so back to the weight loss, if you're, if you believe I'm someone with a weight problem and that, that story is playing in your unconscious mind over and over, it's going to be hard for you to not live as someone with a weight problem. If you're someone who grew up broke and poor, which you did, Christy, then you're going to have that story playing over and over. You're going to make decisions that keep that story continuing to come true. And so, Christy, you transitioned from food stamps and and not having a lot of money to, to having wealth. So it is possible to, to make that transition. But the you can't just Christy couldn't have just learned how to be wealthy and then, oh, that's enough. No, she had to make the decisions that would help her to become wealthy and stay there. So uh, money, that's another one. Of course, weight loss, relationships. Um, I'm not worthy of having a good partner um, or, or women that go to abusive guys over and over or, or men that go to, to harpies in, instead of a nice woman. It's, it's, it, oh my gosh, there's just so many. I, um, hmm. So it, our, it, any kind of knee-jerk reaction that you have, yeah. like um, something triggers you about somebody using a certain tone, that's that's where this can show up. Show up to it's it's on an unconscious level. We don't always have awareness that this is happening. But yeah, there's these different roles in our lives: our jobs, our money, our relationships, our bodies, where this kind of stuff shows up all the time. So you would agree that putting practices in place daily, practices in place like we do with Code Red, the way we get up, go to the potty, then weigh ourselves, and then grab that bottle of water, like the real fundamental basics, putting those practices in place, whatever area it is, if 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 your husband his love language is physical touch. I know that Miles was when back when I was married, I made a point to always give him a hug at least twice to three times a day. Always grab him, touch him, hold him, hold on to him, you know, just show him physical touch. And it's just not my love language. And but I made an effort to do that. So you're kind of saying, hey, you got to do the fundamental basics every day of whatever area that is. Yes. You've got to start somewhere if you want to shift this piece of you that is holding on to this version of you that's getting you results that you don't want. You've got to do something to do it. And the the fast, well, the, the simplest way is to do the things that the version of you who already has and keeps the result would do. So if you're fat and you want to be thin, then you need to start doing what the version of you who is thin would have done to get thin and then stay thin. If you want to have more money, you need to do the things that the version of you who already has the money would do to get the money and to keep the money and continue to bring it in. Same with your relationship. What would the version of you do who already has the result? What would they have done to get it? What will they do to keep it? And then you start doing those things consistently, not just learn how to do them. You actually do them. Learning how to do them is just the first step. And then you do them consistently over and over and over and over for the rest of your life. If you want to get and, excuse me, keep the result. That's what it takes. Would you suggest 
Okay, don't laugh. Don't laugh, everybody. But would you suggest some sort of tracking sheet that we, like we use tracking sheets with Code Red. Do you think we should use a tracking sheet with your money or tracking? I don't know. I mean, are those things helpful in other areas as well? They absolutely can be. Our minds focus on what we teach them to focus on even when we're not doing it deliberately. So if you're focused on, to use our early example, everybody hates me, you are going to see evidence everywhere that everybody hates you. Every tone, every pissy look on their face, anytime they they don't drop everything to worship you, it's all going to be evidence that they hate you. Whereas if you were to tell yourself people are great and I think they're doing the best they can, then you would look around you and even if somebody was grumpy with you or had a look on their face, you realize maybe they're just constipated. Maybe they're just, their stomach hurts and it's, they're scowling, things like that. So our minds focus on what we tell them to, even if we aren't, don't realize we're telling them to. The tracking sheet keeps you focused on the progress that you're making towards your goal. It keeps you focused on what you say you want. So in the case of weight loss, yes, tracking your weight, water, sleep, your measurements, that is giving your brain evidence that not only is this what I want is to, to, to change all this, but it keeps you focused on the actions that will get you that result and help you keep it. Same with your finances. No one... I shouldn't say no one. There's generalization again. See, it's so easy to do. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. But you focus on where is my money going? Your time management. Where is my time going? It can be quite illuminating when you say, oh, wow, I spent this much on DoorDash and this much on Amazon or whatever your particular money thing is on Taylor Swift tickets. My time, I spent this much time scrolling. I spent this much time watching Netflix. I spent this much time cooking, whatever it is, whatever it is. I don't like cooking, so I'm taking a pot shot of cooking. When we track what's happening, like Miles said, what gets measured, measured gets managed. When we track what's happening, it keeps our brains focused on what we want them to focus on, focus on not only the outcome, but the steps that will connect us to the outcome so we can actually get it and keep it. This is amazing stuff, guys. We hope you enjoyed learning it versus living it. Andrea, if people want to get a hold of you, what's the best place or get to know you, even get to know you better, what's the best place that they can go? What's the, yeah, what's the best place? Come find me on Facebook. I do have a website, andreadell.com. It's more geared toward my copywriting, the copywriting side of my business, and that is the writing marketing kind, not the trademark lawyer. If you need something trademarked, I am not your girl. I am a writer. That's one of my identities since we've been talking about this. So you can go to my website, andreadell.com, join my email list if you want, or just find me on Facebook. I'm most active there of social media. And um, let's connect if you want. I like Andrea's because she's, I like, that was kind of a dumb <laughs> statement. I like, there's a lot of things I like about Andrea, but I like the fact that she's so authentic and she doesn't try to um, be something she's not. She just, you just talk and, and you're, you're open with people. And that's a rare thing to find nowadays. And, and I appreciate, and I know other people do. So thank you so much for joining me on this podcast, guys. We'll see you on the next one. Take care, everybody. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to rebel weight loss and lifestyle. If you are looking for some hardcore accountability to get and keep this weight off, look no further because I've got VIP connection. 
This is the ultimate connection to me just short of me sleeping on your couch. You're going to get three daily messages from me in real time directly to you. You're going to submit your weight every Friday. We're going to go over it in a weekly meeting on Sunday nights, and I'm going to give you feedback. You'll have access to a monthly VIP breakfast with me and Boise, a monthly VIP supplement box, access to any workshop, any PDF promo that I hold for that month. You'll have access to the ringside membership. And best of all, you'll have a fully customized nutrition program written just for you. We're talking about over $3,000 total value for $3.97 a month, and you can cancel anytime. Go to coderedlifestyle.com forward slash VIP to check that out.